Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're the head on the spear. You're the nail on the cross. You're the fly in my field. You're the key that God lost. You're the letter from Jesus on the bathroom wall. Your mother superior with only a bra. You're the same, you're the same, you're the same kind of bad as me. You're the same kind of bad as me. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lubini Rock and Roll Circus September 24th edition. I'm sitting here with the lovely and talented Miss Katie Simone. I mean, I'm just, this is a privilege to sit and talk about music with somebody who has uh, just a, is so soulful and uh, has such great taste in music. I mean, you know, Katie, you, you sometimes you really surprise me because, you know, you're all into, you know, you know all about, you know, the, the great, you know, artists of music like Etta James and... Uh, the great blues artists and the great jazz artists and classic rock artists like Steely Dan and you know Tom Waits and all stuff. And then you're like, oh yeah, Panic at the Disco. I know that. You're like, you know, like modern. Stuff hey, I, I'm not proud to know that. <laughs> I mean, I, I did graduate high school in 2008, so you couldn't avoid it. <laughs> well, it's very cool to kind of like have that kind of like that arc. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so. Uh, and it just kind of makes me wonder, and I do know some people that teach that, you know, like Matt Muckle has told me and Corey Congelia have told me, you know, that like they get a lot of students who are like want to learn like a lot of the classic catalog as well as modern stuff, too. So, you know, there's hope for it out there, right? You want to call it that? <laughs> <laughs> Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. It's LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Um, quick shout out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. This is Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV network, and online community. You're, there's all kind of great information there uh, on from uh, uh, cardiology to how to uh, you know, uh, write and publish your own book, how to become an expert on LinkedIn. Um, there's a podcast called The Barefoot Barrister. The John Pernaris uh, uh, agency has their own thing that can tell you everything about how to deal with the IRS should you have to do that. I hope you don't. Um, but this is a great place to get a lot of great information. There's coupons and um, a lot of great uh, stuff there. Uh, you can even start your own magazine page, write your own articles, upload audio and video, and uh, let the world know what you got going on. They get about a million unique visitors each month, so it's a very different, definitely something you want to check out if you're thinking about uh, getting out there in the, on the internet and getting some attention for yourself. Speaking of attention, uh, the two of us here, Katie and Lou, are just weird attention whores. So that's why we're <laughs> musicians. So we can't, that wasn't good enough. So we had to go and get a podcast going, you know, because we're just like, me, 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 pay Listen. attention to me, pay attention to me. I'm so awesome, you know? So, um, uh, <laughs> but so we've got a great podcast for you tonight. And Katie's going to do more, most of the talking tonight. Um, 
because this is a podcast. The, the, the theme of tonight's podcast or the subject matter is uh, the first Pretenders album. That's right. And uh, I don't know if you will realize that. You know, see, I have a love-hate relationship with Rolling Stone magazine. I don't really have a love relationship with Rolling Stone magazine <laughs> Well, there's things of this time. I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that they brought the counterculture and everything that mm-hmm. in, into, into kind of like the... Uh, you know, they were kind of an outlet for that when they when when that was needed an outlet. And um, but they've become I, I don't I, they, they've they've become more of a political thing. And uh, I don't think that they understand that like supporting Obama, supporting Hillary Clinton is not counterculture. No. Those guys are mainstream. That's your support. You know, so like I think that's kind of a weird thing. Not that I'm against Obama or Hillary Clinton. It's just that like that if you're really counterculture, it should be f you. To anybody who's an authority figure, but in exactly. any case, but uh, my point is that uh, they voted this. They did a list of the top 100 debuts of all time, and this ranked around number 35. I don't know how you could put a number on something like this, but this is one of the great uh, debut albums of all time. And Absolutely. I mean, I know I love the Pretenders. I came into noticing them on the second record, though, Pretenders 2, mm-hmm. and that was my go-to. Um, record, and I'll tell you about that. That's a story about how I ended up buying that record. But um, <laughs> so tonight's subject is uh, 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 of interest is going to be the first Pretenders record, and uh, you know, so, and, and and you know, guys, you got to understand. Okay, it was what is it? Nineteen eighty, Katie. Nineteen eighty is when the record itself came out. Okay, they started yeah. releasing singles around seventy nine. Okay, so you guys got to understand that. Like, listen to this here. Oh, we was a do it. Okay, now I know, in light of a lot of modern music, maybe this sounds kind of tame to some of you kids out there. Um, but um, it wasn't. I mean, it was really, these guys were really on the edge. This was really passionate music. At the time, you got to understand, they were really super high-polished, um, super heavily produced acts that were like dominating radio. Acts uh-huh. like Journey Sticks, Boston, Kansas, you know. Not, not to take anything away from that music. But this kind of like brought this sort of like edginess to the mainstream. See, public punk was there, mm-hmm. but it didn't really break into the mainstream. It was bands like The Clash, The Pretenders, eventually like U2 a little bit later on that kind of brought this sort of edginess mm-hmm. uh, to the mainstream. And the mainstream really hadn't heard this yet. So it was a real revelation. Uh, it was kind of like, um, uh, you you may be, I don't know if you're too young to remember or not, but in about... In the uh, mid '90s or so, like when Nirvana broke, okay. you gotta understand the date that, like, the week before Nevermind came out and like, changed everything. The bands that were on the radio that were super popular were um, uh, uh, Nelson, <laughs> Wilson <laughs> Phillips. Uh, who's the guy? Don't can't touch this. Uh, oh, uh, MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Like that was like really big. And then Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. And it sounded. N- and it was edgy and big and nasty and in your face, mm-hmm. and everything changed. Everything, like all of a sudden, people had diff- totally different sensibilities about what great music was. And uh, the, you know, the, the Pretenders were ten years or so before that, twelve, fifteen years before that. They kind of were on a wave that was sort of doing the same thing. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, really excited. We've got some great rock bands to play, too, speaking of great music, and bands that uh, are uh, coming out and doing some cool stuff. I This is a, uh, this is a band uh, called Monster Truck, and I'm just going to go ahead and play this. This is called Don't T- Hey, Katie, don't tell me how to live. Hey. 
I, could, I, I would never tell anybody how to live. A monster truck <laughs> from their album, Sitting Heavy, Don't Tell Me How to Live on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
monster truck. I think they just like melted the headphones to my head. Uh, you can go to ilovemonstertruck.com. And Katie, don't hold this against them, but they are on tour with Nickelback. So. Hey, I mean, that's a gig. It's a it's gig. A gig. It's a gig. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so my, I love go to ilovemonstertruck.com and check out what they get, those guys get going. I just think that that is just like, like, I just loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I just did, you know, maybe it's just me, but just heavy rock and roll in your face, biker rock, cool stuff. Anyway, so we've got, uh, we're going to be talking, we're talking about Pretenders. Uh, the Pretenders, their album's called Pretenders. That's correct. And uh, what do you want to share with us, Katie? <laughs> Katie is, uh, this is like one of her, this was her uh, suggestion, um, <clears throat> and uh, I agreed with it, of course, and uh, so, but... You have more. You have more of a background and a more of a history with this record than I do. So why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about it? Well, um, I mean, I remember just this album came out uh, ten years before I was even born. So I can't sit there and say that I'm. Yeah, I bought it the day it was released. Things like what? that. But <laughs> I know. Yeah, I got into my my time machine, <laughs> went back in time, and I'm like, this is a cool album. I'm gonna buy it. But um, see, when I was a, when I was a kid, um, the Pretenders kind of had a little bit of a resurgence in the mid '90s with like "I'll Stand by You" that record. Oh yeah. And I remember hearing that song, and I'm, I just like it. Just I remembered it because I got a little bit older in the middle school. Like, I heard something on like VH1 Classic or something, and I believe it was um, not the next track on here, but the track called "Tattooed Love Boys." Ooh. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew Do my mind. Do you like "Tattooed Love Boys"? Who that? doesn't? <laughs> But um, so that's well, let's hear let's hear the let's hear the track that blew Katie's mind here for a second. So, I mean, when I was growing up in the 90s, you know, I was lucky because, you know, I was exposed to chicks like Liz Fair, Courtney Love, Shirley Manson, Gwen Stefani, like the kind of like, you know, alternative chicks, but none of them like ever affected me like when I first heard that song. So I'm like, okay, who's this chick? I got to know everything about her. And it was Chrissy Hine. That was the same chick who did I'll Stand By You. That song's kind of lame. Like, I can't believe it's the same person. But Well, um, let, let me just, let me just uh, sort of like chime in with that because mm-hmm. I think what I'll Stand By You shows is it shows her range. Oh, absolutely. She could croon like, almost like a Celine Dion-esque sort of type song and then do also do tattoo love boys the thing that i love about chrissy hine i mean i mean there's she's my hero like if anybody had to anybody asked me who would you say is like the one person in the world that you would love to be even just like a tiny bit like i would say chrissy hine because she's this chick grew up in akron ohio in the 60s and she was just a total misfit she's like in, in one of the um um, articles that we referenced for this podcast. She said, I was not a normal kid. I was a lousy student and I didn't date boys. All I wanted to do was go see bands. 
So she spent her youth uh, learning, you know, Beatles songs and Bob Dylan songs. But then she would also go out and see the Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Reels or the MC5 or the Stooges because of where she lived in Akron. You know, she was real central to all that music. She decided that, you know, this, you know, living in the States wasn't for her. So she moved to the UK, become a writer. She ran with Motorhead. She ran with the Sex Pistols had this crazy life and then just decided like okay this is what i want to do i want to have my own band write about my experiences and i mean i just you know her story I, is so cool i read something about her that uh, when she started when she decided okay you're like i'm going to do a band mm-hmm. she was about 24 and thought maybe i'm too old <laughs> and trust and seriously that nothing has changed <laughs> at least for me <laughs> There is a shorter shelf life for female musicians than there are male musicians, at least with popular music. And if anybody's going to sit there and say, okay, you're being ridiculous, you need to shut the F up. (laughs) But no, I mean, I remember reading this one article, this one interview with her. And Lemmy was like her her drinking buddy. Like they used to just hang out all the time. And she was crying and whining. I want a band. I want a band. He'd be like, he's like, oh, bitch, go put one together. For God's sakes, crying is not going to do you any good about, you know, doing this, you know? So she put the pretenders together. Pete Farndon, James Honeyman Scott, and Martin Chambers. Um, I remember she, from what I heard, she had taken some demo tracks to Nick Lowe, who was a friend of hers at the time. He was just completely blown away by it. And he's decided he needed to be involved in producing. He'd produced Elvis Costello at the time as well. But then... I guess he was afraid it wasn't going to do well, he good. Was, let's, let's go ahead and talk about this because this is the song that's produced by him on uh, on the on the first record. Okay, when it's that's a little different than Tattooed Love Boys yeah. or the Phone Call or Space Invader, which are way more punk rock. This has it has the beginnings of uh, <clears throat> you know sort of a hint at what these what she could do with like more of a pop sort of sound. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this record I always thought was like kind of the best showcase for her versatility as an artist mm-hmm. because she, you can tell whenever you listen to these songs, you can tell this is a girl who was raised on. You know, the Shirelles or the Shangri-Las or the Ronettes, as well as, you know, the Who and the MC5. You know, just she had this perfect blend of beautiful, poppy, super sweet, almost like a kind of almost like a Karen Carpenter tone to her voice. And then just with the, with these big giant balls behind it, you know, <laughs> no other way Chick to describe balls. it. Just like just like testosterone injected badass rock but I mean she in my opinion nobody ever pulled it off quite like she did um I'm, I'm trying to find you I don't know if you saw it <clears throat> in your in your notes uh but uh, there's some talk about how they were trying to name the band yeah so what happened with that um she didn't want it to be the Chrissy Hine band even though she was the primary songwriter and it was basically her band but she never wanted to be like a solo artist. She wanted to be a part of a band. She always thought that was the coolest thing, just to you know be a part of a, a group. So, from what I heard, there was this um, 
biker dude. He was like either a Hell's Angel or something like that. And um, I guess he was living above a bar or something that she would hang at. And he would sing that old song, The Great Pretender. Like, he didn't think anybody could hear him, but they could. And so that's how they got the name, Pretenders, from hearing this dude sing this song to himself. It's a great song, mm-hmm. too. You want to, you've got some more on this, or? <laughs> you chime in, I've talked enough. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, it was a, uh, you know, the, the band really is, I mean, as, as much as Christy Hind it was the sort of driving force mm-hmm. behind it, she did surround herself with, um, I, I think James Honeyman Scott is specifically, and, and Pete Far- Farnan uh, as well, uh, but James Honeyman Scott has this really great um, guitar style. Absolutely. He's a very, very distinct jangly sound. Very distinct jang- jangly sound. Um, and there was a sort of hint that he could sort of probably do more, mm-hmm. but didn't. Like, kind of, he understood, you know, sort of playing for the song, what's going to work here. And, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, he wasn't very, uh, uh, I think he's kind of one of those guys that's kind of like underrated. I think if, if he would not have died when he did, I think you could easily put him in the category of like a uh, Mike Campbell. Absolutely. You know, that, 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 type, of, uh, that type of guitar player. Um, and, uh, you know, it was very sad. You know, and, and eventually they had, she fired Pete Farnan. They had had a, uh, uh, a romantic relationship, which she kind of felt was ultimately was a mistake. But <clears throat> he began, you know, drinking and partying too much. And and th- the way, the story that I heard was um, he was sort of self-destructing, you know, like intentionally playing too loud, intentionally screwing up the songs. Like you know, he wanted it, he wanted out. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't long after uh, uh, that. You know that she asked him to leave. That you know he passed away, and you know she's been quoted as saying that really since that point on, the pretenders are <laughs> that she has the as they are now is really just kind of a tribute. A act, tribute, Ben. You if know, you, to um, those guys, you know. Chrissy came out with a book about a year ago. Um, it's her autobiography. It's called Reckless. Uh, My life is a pretender, and um, the book. Not to spoil anybody who hasn't read it, but the book basically ends after the second album, after both. James Honeyman Scott and Pete Farnan had passed away uh, because, and I've read some interviews with her and she said that she felt that none of the rest of the story was worth telling well and, uh, and this there's a quote from her uh, in this uh, gold uh, goldminemag.com uh, all the ups and downs of subsequent years Hine has never failed to acknowledge the importance of her former bandmates uh, as during her speech when the pretenders were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005 I know that the Pretenders have looked like a tribute band for the past 20 years, she says, and we're paying tribute to James Honeyman Scott and Pete Farndon, without whom we wouldn't be here. And on the other hand, without us, they may not have been here either, but that's the way it works in (laughs) rock and roll. So the best tribute of all is the Pretenders album itself, a uh, classic piece of rock and roll that really has stood the test of time. Is there anything you want to add, Katie? Oh, I mean, that says it... Pretty much be- says it better than I could. <laughs> says it better than you could. Okay, from from the lady herself, the queen. Yeah, I mean, I just I think that um, if you listen to um, uh, what, what was the track we were talking about, which on the Jimi Hendrix tribute. Uh, oh, they did a cover of um, "Bold as Love." Yeah, and that it like that's another track where like it really shows her range. You know, she can she took that sort of like 
F you sort of like kind of style of singing and she kind of like said no 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 I can sing like really sing like a Absolutely. song straight up and she does bold as love and you're like oh my goodness like it's it's as beautiful as like anything but it still has that great soul that she brings to everything absolutely you know? and um there's a box set that came out about 10 years ago called pirate radio um it's I think a four disc set there's some really cool um unreleased uh just kind of odds and ends, some cover tunes. Um, she did a cover of a song by um, a singer, a British singer named Sandy Shaw. It's called Girl Don't Come. And she was, Sandy Shaw was kind of like a Petula Clark or a Dusty Springfield type of singer. So, I mean, if you if you can get that idea in your head, check it out on YouTube, um, you know, Pretenders Girl Don't Come. It just shows Chrissy singing in a way that I don't think people realize she could sing, you know? I mean, she's done... She's done tracks on Burt Bacharach tribute albums. I mean, just the stuff that you would never expect. Yeah. I've, I've heard her do, you know, jazz standards. She did a cover of I Wish You Love. Uh, Nancy Wilson was really famous for doing that. I mean, just you would not expect it from yeah. from the, you know, ballsy rock chick that she's been paying up to I, be, I, which she certainly is. Of course, <laughs> of course. And I think that, I think though, that like there are certain tracks on, on Pretenders um, that, that sort of give us a preview of... Of where she might be going, and um, of course, the big hit, the the song that that really kind of like. Got this in pocket. She Got hates this song. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> Intention. Very soulful. Oh, very. I mean, very that's soulful. almost like a Motown type song. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the background vocals are kind of like almost like a like a Jay Giles kind of thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's some great stuff on this, and um, you know, and I understand. I mean, you know, I've often like Stu and I've actually talked, you know, talked about like, do you think the Stones are tired of playing Satisfaction? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's like you know, so it's like when it's your biggest song, you know, and you know. And maybe you wrote it as a not as a throwaway. Maybe you thought something like "Tattooed Love Boys" or "Up the Neck" or or more of a serious song. Mm-hmm. And you know, you do something like this, and that, and that's invariably what happens with a lot of artists. You know, something that they did as a kind of like, oh, just to do something different becomes like really big. Um, this was a, and for those of you who don't remember MTV, um, this was a ended up being a big video on MTV and she did you ever see the video yeah she's in the other uh, the waitress outfit she's the waitress she, outfit she was a waitress for a very long time and she you know had actually written about that in certain songs and, and I remember <laughs> me and my friend Steve Guthrie you know I'd go over to his house because we didn't have cable at the time I'd go over to his house and we that video would come on and we were like that is the hottest freaking waitress. <laughs> Why aren't there waitresses really like that? You know? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so but the, I just love that, and I don't think we should stop until we do a little bit of this right here. Uh, I was going to say this is the. This is one of my. This is how you tracks. close an album. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery achievement, and that is that does close out the album. Uh, 
on that. So, anyways, so let's go ahead and uh, well, and if Katie, if you, something comes up and you want to you know talk a little bit more about this when we come back, we can do that. Uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and play uh, Alex Vans uh, from his album "By American Volume One." <laughs> Bored to death, Alex Vans on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs>
Oh my god! Alright, that's Alex Vans, uh, bored to death from uh, American something. Uh, by American Volume 1. Uh, let's go ahead and, and pump their website for them real quick. Give you guys the website real quick. That is, that is, that is, okay, that is, oh, why is that thing in front of me? Go uh, Evernote's messing with me. Uh, AlexVansMusic.com and the web, the albums and everything are there. Go check it out. I did interview Alex. He's a very interesting guy. Cut his teeth uh, as a cruise ship performer. He uh, <laughs> would do the after hours thing and he said, he told me, he said, Lou, the thing that it taught me was it taught me to be an entertainer. Absolutely. And uh, so, and if you if you look up any of the stuff online, you see he's that's he's very he's kind of like a rock and roll punky kind of guy, but he's all about like entertainment. He's really really interesting dude. But uh, AlexVansMusic.com. Uh, okay, and uh, so um, the Pretenders. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, uh, it's a great record and um, really deserving of uh, <clears throat> all the accolades, I believe, uh, that it has. Absolutely. And um, for those of you who don't know, they have a new album coming out very soon. Um, Chrissy Hine, is, she did a solo album, a couple, couple solo albums actually within the last couple of years, which were very, very cool. Um, but she's reunited the Pretender. She's, I believe, hired Martin Chambers back after she fired him. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, I think you told me she's, she's fired. Mouth. Yeah, like fired him a couple times. Like seriously, like, this is like I mean, this is something to really appreciate. A, you know, front woman and her drummer stuck together for the most part for 40, 40 years almost. But <laughs> I mean, she she had to lay the uh, almost. I mean, if you think Jeez. like late late seventies when they got together, she you know she had to can him a couple of times. But other than that. You know, they've stuck together. But, yeah, no, they have a new album coming out. Um, and they're also um, doing a tour with Stevie Nicks. They're opening for Stevie Nicks. Um, See, I think that Stevie Nicks should open for her, but that's I agree. And, I, yeah, I I don't think the Pretenders should ever have to open for anybody. Maybe maybe the, the Stones, but other than that, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, no, I mean, great live band. I've had the pleasure of uh, seeing them many, many times and even meeting Chrissy Hine. She hates everybody, but she liked me. She gave me her guitar pick, so. Ah. <laughs> uh, that totally uh, changed the 15-year-old Katie for good and f- for bad. I mean, I'm, I'm screwed now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, if you want to throw in any more Pretender stuff later, you can. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what has happened uh, this day in music. Oh, this is nice. Yes. Request and dedication hour. All the way from St. Louis. You can't see, but I'm swaying right now. John would like to dedicate this song to his fiance, Sally. Oh. Those crazy kids. Delilah. Do you ever listen to Delilah? Delilah. <laughs> yeah, she does the whole like romantic stories at night. But uh, yeah, the association had a it got on the radio and they had like a like a big run with this sixty uh, six sort of three week run at number one. Three weeks at number. Do songs ever stay at number one for three weeks anymore? I mean, I mean number one. Not it was on the charts for three weeks. It stayed at number one. For stayed at number one. The guy that wrote this song. Terry Kirkman <laughs> was offered to 
sell this song for a thousand dollars, and he had, but he held on to it. Smart guy, smart yeah. guy. Yeah, they finished that. Re- that wasn't a bad no, move. Now check this out. They finished recording. Uh, finished recording plays for th- three minutes and twenty five seconds. But the single label at the time said three minutes, <laughs> so the DJs wouldn't be discouraged from playing a quote unquote long song. <laughs> I oh know, crazy, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh jeez, that's too funny. Uh, let's uh, let's see what's a good one here. Let's let's tell a good story. Tell a good story. Let's tell a good story. Uh, what did Mr. Hendricks do? Oh, James. Pa- I know, James Marshall Hendricks. In 1966, Jimi Hendrix arrived in London with manager Chaz Chandler. Oh, there's a typo that didn't capitalize his last name. Can you tell I've done editing before? On a flight from New York City, with only the clothes he was wearing, Hendricks had sold his other belongings to pay a hotel bill in New York. One of the first things he does after arriving in England, legally change his name from James to Jimmy. So that happened on yes. This Day in Music in 1966. And ch- what, ch- what band was Chan- uh, Chaz Chandler in? I don't know. Oh, yes, you do. They're do very I? famous, yeah. They were famous. Uh, they were quite the animals, famous. maybe? Let me, let, me, let me do a quick... Chaz Chandler. Let me look it up. I'm almost positive he was a English musician and original bassist. Original bassist for the animals. The animals. Mm-hmm. The animals. Original bassist for the animals. So well, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Chaz. He he was like he brought Hendrix to the UK, and that's really where Hendrix broke. Right. Uh, was it was in the UK? That's what kind of like when he got over there. That's when things really turned around for him. He, he really was having trouble. He was kind of a sideman in the United States. Yeah, he was playing for like Wilson Pickett and dudes like that. Um, this is a song I don't know. Tell me if you know this song. I don't know this song, but uh, Not, this isn't the Christopher Cross. No, song, is it, it isn't. This is a Rod Stewart song that he had a hit with. Uh, it was from a film. And because it got featured in this film. Okay. Oh, I yeah, I think I've heard it. it. Yeah, I've heard it because I have like a slightly unhealthy obsession with Rod Stewart. So. But uh, yeah, um, let's see what happened. He went to number one in the UK single search, saying the song became a hit after it was uh, used in a television documentary series. So you know the power of TV, even back. Then, are you a Billy Joel fan at all? Who isn't? And if you're not, you can fight me. This was a big hit. I remember when this record came out. Listen, boy, I don't want to see you let a good thing slip away. This, is, uh, this album was sort of like a tribute to uh, Billy's uh, interest in music from the 50s and doo-wop and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, went to number one in the U.S. singles charts in 1983 with Tell Her About It, the former boxer's second number one and number four hit in the U.K. Um, oh, I forgot to put this one in, but we can listen to Billy Joel and talk about this. <laughs> 1984 Culture Club had their second U.K. number one single with Karma Chameleon, which stayed at the top of the charts for six weeks and became the best-selling single of 1983. The harmonica part was played by Judd Lander, who had been a member of Mercy Beat Group, The Hideaways in the 60s. Ah, nice. Karma, nice. Karma, 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 Karma Chameleon. Yeah, I know. Great song, huh? I I mean, what, Culture Club had some cool tunes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, very sort of, like, good, like, blue-eyed soul kind of Absolutely. music. You know what I mean? What, what um, I was, re- I can't remember, um, 
what article I was reading. I've always seen the preparation for the uh, Pretenders thing or something, but some critic was talking about like how in the 80s music, well, <laughs> because people were so became so obsessed with how people looked mm-hmm. that and what the video was looked like and oh, did you see someone's video that like the music really kind of started to take a second absolutely and some bands were actually were doing very cool music but their image like and I think Culture Club is an example of this because of their image people it, their music almost got marginalized people almost forgot exactly what great music like I think Wham and Culture Club are two bands that like did really good like blue eyed soul stuff but people were so focused on the image and the videos and stuff like that that it kind of got lost I would say even like for somebody like a, a singer like Cindy Lauper, who in my opinion has insane chops, is an incredible vocalist. Oh yeah. I feel like people just kind of didn't take her seriously because she was she looked like a rainbow bright doll, you know. I mean, and that, that and it was awesome. It was super cool. But I mean, yeah, the video killed the radio star. <laughs> uh, are you are abs- You are a uh, you know who Linda Eastman right is right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, was Linda Eastman McCartney's uh, birthday uh, today, and I'd like to wish her a happy birthday. Um, and I discovered this uh, born in 1942. Um, but this is a cool record. Uh, this is a Nashville tribute to um, Linda McCartney. Um, I discovered this purely by accident uh, last week. I was I don't want to. I was just screwing around on Spotify, and I discovered this. And there's some very cool stuff on. This is She Daisy doing with a little luck, and yeah. a lot of Nat- Timothy B. Schmidt is on here, and Phil Vassar, and some some cool people like that. It's a very cool record. I would uh, Ricky Skaggs, and uh, it's a fun uh, it's a fun record. Do you know this song? How could you not? I think Tom plays it sometimes. Tom plays it, yeah. Um, the band that we were in called JJ Burner, we did a lot of surf stuff, surf instrumentals. And I'd go into the back and just take shots out of my flask while I played. <laughs> <laughs> what but else was I supposed to do? Born on this <laughs> day, was was, born on this day, Mel Taylor uh, drums for the Ventures. Yeah. Oh. Can I mention something? I don't think you have the song on the playlist, though. I, I love the song. What's, what, is it? what is it? Well, in 1942, um, Jerry Marsden of Jerry and the Pacemakers was born on this day. They Are you great, kidding? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't let the whoa. sun catch you crying. Do you have it? Yes, oh, you do. Of course. I love this song. I'm a sucker for, like, 50s and 60s music sometimes. Such a beautiful song. Tonight's the time. For all your tears Your heart may be broken tonight uh, Wait a minute, we got a birthday with these guys too These gals You went away and you hung around And bothered me every night And when I wouldn't go out with you You said things that weren't very nice My boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble All right, and uh, go ahead. 1940, born on this day, Barbara Albert of the Angels. 1963, U.S. number one and U.K. number 50 single, My Boyfriend's Back. They were the first white girl group to have a U.S. number one hit. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, how about that? So, uh, anything. So, Linda McCartney, uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. Uh, oh, and then we've got a birthday. Oh, we, we should just do this because... Let me go get my flannel. <laughs> You're not wearing a flannel dress tonight. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> uh, but we've, we do have a Pearl Jam-related birthday here, as soon as I can see it. Yes, in 19... You see it? Where? My brain isn't, my mind, mind is not like, I'm not seeing it. Did you like put this on here by accident? I mean, yeah, I did. <laughs> Maybe did. Because I'm seeing uh, Jerry Donahue of Fairport Convention was born on this day. Uh, Sean Cl- Clown, apparently his name is. He was in what? Oh, Slipknot. Okay. Anyways, so uh, happy birthday to somebody in Pearl Jam because we don't know what's going on here. This could have been this could have been an accident. I could have sworn it may actually not be anybody in Pearl Jam's birthday, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> I th- I don't know what I was thinking. I must have. Had a, I must <laughs> was have this had song released or something at some point on this day? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, Here's so what we're backtracking. Oh, I backtrack. Okay, this day in music, 1997, Barry Lucatus was convicted of shooting and killing two pupil pupils. Pupils, not the thing in your eye. And a teacher at a school in Washington. His defense team claimed that he had copied scenes from Pearl Jam's video to Jeremy. Oh man! Oh, lame, lame, eh, lame. You're a wanker. You're That's a, a wanker. That that would be a that that should be like a subject of one of our podcasts about um the uh, subliminal messages and stuff oh, okay. like that. Okay, we can do something like in rock that. and roll. Yeah, yeah, we can do something like that. Anyways, All these weirdos thinking that rock and roll All videos right. are telling them to do bad things. I know. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up when we come back. I got one more artist to play. Deb Callahan met Deb about a year ago. Very cool uh, uh, soul and blues artist. This is a track off her album called uh, Sweet Soul. This is shacking up.
Okay, everybody. Uh, Deb Callahan uh, with uh, Shacking Up. You never did any shacking up, did you? Uh, lady never tells. <laughs> no kissing and telling, huh? Backing up, shacking up's all you want. Oh goodness do. gracious! <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and this is the this is the. Uh, so what do you have going on this week? Uh, the the twenty fourth onward, uh, so uh, that our that uh, your lovely fans can know about. I don't really have much going on. We've got uh, more more interviews up, so you guys want to check that out. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, uh, so go ahead and tell the kids at home, Katie, where they can come and see you in the flesh. In the flesh. Um, well, you can always check out my website at uh, katiesimonemusic.com. Um, I've got a lot of gigs coming up. I think the one of note to mention is October 8th. I will be um, in Akron, Ohio. No, hit the big time, baby. Tri-state area. <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool. Um, I landed a gig seeing backing vocals um, with a Pink Floyd tribute band called Floyd the Tribute. They're based nice. out of Ohio. And that'll be my first gig with them at um, the Empire Concert Club in Akron. So you can... They're an amazing band with a full production light show. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's about, I think, a 10-piece band, including uh, two backing vocalists, one of which is me. Cool. And I'm seeing the lead on Great Gig in the Sky. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's happening on um, October 8th. You can check out my website at katiesimonemusic.com. You can see me play with several different bands around the Pittsburgh area. Ridgemont High, Tom and Katie show. Yeah. Yeah, so Dancing and, Queen. And dance. That's right. You do. You're still working with Dancing Queen. I do some gigs with Dancing Queen occasionally. I actually was with them last night at Jergles. Nice. And um, actually, the ha- Halloween weekend's going to be really fun because Friday night I'm playing with Dancing Queen in the South Hills, the Linden Grove. And then Saturday, um, the 29th, I'm playing with Ridgemont High in Ligonier at this place called the Wicked Googly. So I'm going to be wearing all kinds of crazy costumes that weekend. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Uh, and what is that? What is your website again? www.katiesimonemusic.com. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That's ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Real quick shout out one more time to my sponsor. My sponsor. Oh, who did that? Katie, Lou. shame on you. Like, what are you? My doing? goodness, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Woo! What did you have for uh, for breakfast this morning? Wow. Beer, 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 and eggs. <laughs> the breakfast of farting champions around the world. What app was that? It's called the Fart App. <laughs> I highly recommend it. You. So the the sp- podcast will soon be sponsored also by the Fart App. <laughs> So I, I've been meaning to get that out for past few podcasts. I keep forgetting to do it. So, and I didn't want to do it while you were announcing your gigs because I'm like kind of like a jerk. You know? So anyway, so how thanks. old am I? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know any musician that has a maturity level over 14. So. Um, <laughs>
Anyways, uh, more quickly, one more time, my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com, ludinirockandrollcircus.com. If you like what we do, I highly uh, uh, would love it if you'd go to supportindyrock.com and throw us a little swag and uh, help us keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Supportindyrock.com. Guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. We are going to get out of here. Uh, We really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed the featurette there on uh, Pretenders. And we've got some great ones coming up for you in the future. Guys, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Good night. They told me you were no good. I know you take care of all my needs. You're the same kind of bad as me. I'm the mattress in the back. I'm the old gun in sack. I'm the one with the gun, most likely to run. I'm the car in the weeds. If you cut me, I bleed. You're the same kind of bad as me. You're the same kind of bad as me. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.